everybody. It's Brandy and Ryan. And welcome to another fantastic episode of our new rebranding, Finding, Finding Joy, Joy in, in Our, our Journey. journey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we thought a lot about the title and I think we wanted to call it that because it is very much a journey and... And it isn't always joyful, so finding joy in our journey. I heard angelic choirs there. Did you yes. hear that? Yeah. It was <laughs> it was me. Just kidding. Um wow, this this last week it's been it's been a doozy actually. This last this last week has been rough. Uh for a lot of reasons. We we went to a meeting last week. Um, I don't know how many of you know who Papa Osler is, but he, um, he talks, um, he's a member of the church and he goes around and shares his message to, um, love and support the LGBTQ community. And he considers them his people and loves them and, um, invited someone there that is gay and wanted them to share some of their story and, the difficulties and the heartaches and the um, their journey, and he did a he did a really good job. He did a really good job. Um, when we left, I I asked Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we had a tiff. <laughs> <laughs> it was very short lived. It was very we, short lived. Well, I just I just asked him because I I always am trying to find the positive, right? I try to see things half glass full. Um, I want to find the positive in things. I want to um, share the positive with other people, try to lift other people up. Um, so I asked him how he was feeling about the meeting and if he wanted to share with me what he got out of it. And he quickly went into... Um, well, Go ahead. I first said, for the most part, it was good. I, uh, you know, I, I really think for the most part it, it was positive and and some good messages. But me being where I am right now, I was quick to jump into some of the things that he said that I didn't agree with um, or that were inaccurate in my mind. And... That probably wasn't the best thing to do, right? It, right. It kind of went on and on and <laughs> on and dot, 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 you know? And I was like, I sat there for a minute and thought, Brandy, don't get pissed. <laughs> I was like, okay, wait a minute. I asked him how he was feeling. So when is he going to turn to me and ask me how I'm feeling? And then I realized, okay, I'm putting my expectation on him. Something I want that he doesn't realize or know, which usually he does ask me. But for some reason that night, this last week's been rough, like we mentioned. Um, he decided to just not reach back out that way. And so I finally kind of told him. <laughs> I'm like, dude. You need to talk to me and ask me. She yelled a lot. I did not. <laughs> I'm kidding. That is false. I can yell, and I have yelled before with you. Totally. <laughs> Way too much, I'm sure. 
but I did not yell that day. But I was frustrated. I was I was kind of hurt, actually. I felt like it just became all about you, and we had to talk about it. And we did, and it was very quickly, very um, lovingly received. You were very, um, very good about not going defensive. Um, Something that I really have to strive to do because I know it's hard. It's not always a natural response for everybody. It's no. something you have to work at. Anyway, we talked about it, and um, we were able to share the good, the bad, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, what resonated with him and didn't, and what was good for me. And, uh, yeah, so we just wanted to address that to make sure that you are asking um, your partner what they need, what they liked, what they disliked, and hear them, and then make sure that they get a chance, you get a chance, both of you, to share those feelings with each other. Because it's important to both, to have that chance to both be heard. Right. Yeah. Especially think, about these topics. Well, I think it's important to, to remember that when, you know, in, in the process of a faith crisis, things do become very very centered in yourself. There's an internal battle that you have to deal with and it becomes, it becomes very hard to focus out outwardly. And so that's something that I recognize I haven't done super great. And that's why I had to figure out that I needed to be more cognizant of, of making sure Right. You know, I'm, I'm asking her where she's at, how she's feeling, and, and the like. You've actually been better this last year with those things than ever before. Um, I just have to give you credit for that. You just had a moment, and I felt that it was important because this last week's been heavy for me too, and it was important that we both were heard. So, yeah. Well, what night was that? Was that Thursday? That was Thursday. Yeah, okay, so Wednesday... It was Wednesday. Wednesday was the the talk that was given to the leadership in preparation for conference. And things were said in that conference or in that in that uh leadership meeting that were shared on on Facebook on KSL and it threw me into a very internal uh, well, you were already anger. worried about conference. Well, yeah. I mean, we were already a little bit nervous about how to handle this conference. It was our first one with you officially out. So it was different. Um, so we, yeah, we had to juggle that. And so you were already kind of on, on edge. <laughs> is that safe to say? Yes, that is absolutely safe to say. Um, I was on edge right from the beginning Things were very, very raw, and um, and I, the heaviness just set in. I think the looming aspect of knowing conference was coming up. I think I was just kind of prepping for the worst, prepping for a storm, and um, and so yeah, the heaviness just set in from from Wednesday. 
Why do you feel like you had to prep for a storm? I feel like that might be important to address because for, for well, go ahead and say that. Um, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. I, I think from, from previous things that have been said in conference and um, new topics, new things that have really never been in my mind in terms of an issue, right? Um, before, when I was in, it was like, oh, I could just listen to things and just be like, oh, yeah, you know, that one's that one was a good talk, and that was a good talk, and yeah, that's very true, and then there's a lot of the things, too, that I'm kind of like, um, you know, the, the ones that would make you feel like, geez, I suck. Like, I need to, I need to fix so many things, and um, being out, I think now it really has caused me to have new ears and new eyes um, to things that I haven't otherwise had. And so when I listen to things now, it's very difficult because things are said that that are hurtful. Um, Almost triggering. Yeah. Like a trigger. Yeah, very much the, the part of um, being, you know, the oh, those poor people that have left the church and... Um, you know, I was afraid of, of, of my kids hearing things that would talk about, you know, we need to get these people back and, uh, just feeling, you know, causing, causing my image to be degraded in their eyes in terms of, gosh, my dad isn't as good of a guy as he should be or could be, you know, and that's a worry. That's a fear of mine. I don't want to let people down. I don't want to let my children down. And so when some person that they know who it is is on TV saying these things, it um, doesn't matter necessarily what I say or what, you know, anybody else says. It's kind of like, but that guy on the TV said this and, you know, and, and they, I mean, they respect that. Well, and we all know how much kids hear even when we don't think they're listening. Right. So... Um, I can see, I can see your, your concerns. I, I haven't always been, um, worried about conference. Um, really never, but this, I'm not going to lie. I was nervous for this conference, nervous for, for certain messages to be said and how they were going to be received by us, by our families, um, especially the topic of LGBTQ. Um, I didn't think I'd get emotional. We have, um, we got permission to share this and it's a, it's very personal to us and those talks are very scary to us. Um, because we have a gay son and he's amazing and beautiful and it hasn't changed anything for us. Our love for him has not changed. Um, the love that we have received through him because of people we've met, um, places we have gone, 
activities we've been to to support his community has been life-changing for us as a couple, as a family, for him. He feels safe again. He feels hope. He's happier than he's been in a couple years. And Ryan and I were worried about some talks, and rightly so, (laughs) Um, because there was a talk that was given, and it was very scary, and it left me feeling very grateful that my son did not hear that talk. But I did worry about the other youth that were sitting listening that haven't come out or that have come out but are still trying so hard to stay in and be obedient and then to hear the messages that they can hear. And I know that not everyone takes this message as we do, and I respect that. But as Ryan said earlier, we have new, we have new ears, new eyes. It's been a joy to have, to have him back, and our family has grown, and it's, um, it's been a blessing, truly, which feels like a contradiction from what we're taught. But for us, with Ryan leaving the church and us uh, having um, our son in our lives um, coming out as gay, it's been incredible. Would you not agree with that? Uh, yeah, it's it's been the... The absolute blessing that it has been to learn um, and understand this area a lot more has been um, has been eye opening it has been an absolute joy um, to get to know this community in in a more intimate way I mean we have family and friends that are in that community, but to have your own son. It adds a whole nother level. Yeah, it and dedication almost. Which right, sounds terrible because we should have been dedicated and loving even more before, which we were trying. We had become more involved, but obviously, when it becomes that personal, of your own flesh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going from having a brother that is incredible, um, uh, you know, in the in the LGBTQ community. Um, to having your own son, I remember telling, I remember telling our son that this, this is very, uh, this is a new area to us, um, and all you have to know is that we are building this, this new structure and this new life on a foundation of absolute love and support, zero judgment, and zero and 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 one hundred percent acceptance. Um, but I remember telling him too, you've got to make sure that you're patient with us. We're going to be patient with you because we don't know how the hell to do this. (laughs) And it's going to be, it's going to be a learning process for, for all of us in the family. And, but just to know that it was going to be, it was going to be okay. And it was going to be amazing. And it has, it has turned out, but it has turned out nothing but amazing the people we have met the people we have gotten to know and and love it just it has been it has been life changing 
but in the most wonderful way that it could ever have been. This is a big piece of the puzzle as to why, you know, things have been different for us now. And while it's not all of the reason, it is definitely some of the reason as to as to my discrepancies and frustrations with the church. Um, getting to know these people and getting to see the absolute Christ-like love that these people have for everybody uh, has just been has been a blessing, and it has been something that has really caused me to question, you know, being there and saying, I, I, I feel so much love and Christ-like attributes here. It's so difficult for me to then go or be in church where things are talked about that do not show love. They do not show kindness and that Christ-like attribute of no judgment that we just need to love and it's i mean it, it's a big it's a big it was a big weight on my shelf really is what it what it was i think we've handled it the best we know how we're just learning and we'll continue to do our best with this so um i wanted to share a dream that i had um it's been on my mind a little bit more again it's been several months since i had it um, and I've, I've said in probably every podcast, well, number three, that we still all need Jesus. <laughs> and I, this last year has been trying, you know, watching Ryan um, go through his um, faith crisis and still, uh, still, you know, being married and having a family and working through all of that. And I started to feel kind of alone um, myself from God, from, from Jesus. Um, and I mean, I'm not a huge reader. (laughs) If you know me, I'm not a huge reader. And so I do struggle with that, with studying and things and also prayer. I kind of, you know, it ebbs and flows. Everybody has their thing. Anyway, I kind of, I remember feeling just where, where are you? Um, and I remember having a dream about, I was in, I was with my mom, and I remember I was, like, on the outside of this wall, and I just felt this eagerness to go in, and family was all there. I can't remember what all the, all family that was there, but I do remember my mom was there, but I know, you know, you kind of sense who's there, but I didn't know for sure who out of my family were were with us. And my mom and I went in, I just remember watching people go in and, um, we were the only two that went in. And I, I realized that people were like looking towards something. They were moving towards something. And I looked and all these people were, it was Jesus It was Jesus, and I remember having this eagerness to make sure my family knew that Jesus was real and that we all needed him, and I just remember feeling in my dream that 
I had to somehow make sure all of my family kept Jesus in their lives. And it just kind of dawned on me today. I remember telling my mom in my dream, like, oh my gosh, we have to get the family. We've got to get all of our family. We have to, everybody has to know about him. And, and, uh, it was, it was a huge, a huge moment for me. It was because I'd felt this looming black cloud and this, where are you? Why are you not listening to me? I'm alone. And then I had this amazing dream and it was, it was an answer for me. Um, and it makes kind of, it makes sense now because, you know, with Ryan, with Ryan out and I'm still in and I truly believe that we still, <laughs> we all need Jesus. Even Ryan needs Jesus. <laughs> what? Just kidding. No, I, I, I believe that too. I think that despite, you know, anybody's religious beliefs, um, I believe that spirituality is, is, is vital. Um, you know, I, I believe, I, I personally believe that, that Christ is essential to, to our life. Um, I personally still believe that he has a savior role. Um, but I, 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 in my opinion now that, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that he came to earth to establish a church. I think he came to earth to, well, to just teach us a better way to live, to teach us a, a kinder way to live and, you know, teach us a, a positive way of life, a way to treat others. And that's really my goal is to, is to live that life as best that I can in following his example and, you know, and, and turning to my higher power. Um, when that's, you know, when I, I, I can't say when needed because I always need that, but being able to have that trust and that knowledge that my higher power is going to be there for me, um, in all, in all situations. And it's a comforting feeling to know that. And that Jesus is the way. I mean, I, I believe that still, you know. And my dream is just very telling. I had that thought today. Oh, my gosh. Maybe, maybe I had that dream to feel loved again, but to also to hang on, to keep, to stay, to stay close to my Savior and to God because... God knows everything. God knows all. And he, he knows, he knew where we were headed. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that with, with our son and with Ryan. And I was given that dream to remind me to hang on and to make sure that even though this is hard, even though there's a lot of conflicting thoughts and feelings and contradictions that, um, we have to filter through now, you need to hang on to those truths. I personally can never deny that God is very real in our lives, in my life. I've seen too many miracles um, with us as a couple, with us, with our children. And I can't deny that my Savior lived and he did die for me. And um, 
I I feel strongly that my kids and my and Ryan they still we still need to teach that and still need to be aware of that. And I feel like this has been super like <laughs> heavy and I we knew it would be, but I just feel like it's been a little heavy. I feel like we need to laugh for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I I think ultimately to you know, I know we we briefly touched on it, but the conference, um, you know, we, we've never really made it a habit to watch Saturday. Um, not since our kids have gotten older with sports and choir and it's just too busy on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, Sunday I had, I had an affirming father's breakfast that I was able to go to, uh, for the second time. And it was really good to just be with, you know, other dads of LGBT kids that, you know, we were able to talk and vent about things that had been said thus far in, in conference and, um, you know, to kind of process those things. Because despite where you're at belief-wise, despite where you're at church-wise, um, when you introduce this, you know, uh, having a child that comes out, it, it is going, one of the things that was talked about was wanting a, you know, wanting to create a safe place for parents to land when, when this happens. And ultimately, <laughs> we, we I, at least I kind of just came to the conclusion that I don't know necessarily if there is a soft landing place. Is there a softer landing place? You know, <laughs> I, sure, but of like-mindedness. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things that as soon as that comes into your life, um, it shakes the foundation of what you expected for your family to be. You know, and ultimately teaches at least it taught me that <laughs> we don't have that choice. Like, you know, we can do the very best we can, but the plan is not established. We don't establish the plan. The plan is established by, by God. And that is just proof to me that God knows these amazing people. He knows where they are and he has created them exactly the way that he intended. And that is proof to me that there is nothing wrong with them being true to who they are. It has been such a lesson of understanding and, and love and, and that <laughs> for me causes a lot of frustration when things are spoken in church by specific authorities uh, time and time and time and time again about this issue, I uh, I get so incredibly frustrated and I have to remember to respect where people's beliefs are so I will refrain from speaking fully about my feelings about this, but it... Good job. It, <laughs> I think it just needs to be... I don't know. I think the topic just needs to be left alone. Like, we get where the church is. We get where the church's stance is on this issue. I don't know why it has to keep being brought up over and over and over again. 
It's doing nothing but dividing families, dividing. It's increasing the divide between the church and between this amazing community. I, I don't know. Well, with that, we have rubbed shoulders with, like we've talked about, incredible people, parents, um, kids, adults in the community um, that have heartbreaking stories. And I think that's why it's so painful and so scary almost to sit and listen to some things that are talked about. We know the church has its own organization and they, the church can have their, um, the doctrine and the policies, but I think they get it. I think, I think the community gets it like by now. And it's just scary because we've, well, we've lived it now and we've seen the depths of pain and fear and hopelessness that these kids, that our child has felt that lead to very scary. Feeling like they're broken. Yeah, dark, dark places that they do not need to feel just because of who they are. They have plenty to worry about already. And to add that on, it just doesn't help. It just doesn't help. One of the most eye-opening moments for me was last year when we went to Love Loud. Um, I remember I remember sitting there and being you know being supportive of those people and of that community and and being being open to understanding them more. And then a realization hit me that I didn't fully understand. Um, I had always kind of had, well, not always, but previously in my more judgmental and less clear-sightedness. I'm guilty of that, too. I had not understood why they needed to celebrate this or why they needed to feel so validated and, you know, (laughs) all these things. And I remember sitting there, and it just dawned on me like a brick brick upside of the head that they just wanted to be loved for where they are. And for the first time in my life, I realized that the whole purpose of Love Loud, the whole purpose of the pride parades, the the pride center, the groups that get together is just because these people want to be loved supported yeah and supported for for being not only themselves but being able to to be that right a place of safety yeah and i just holy crap it was unbelievable and <laughs> I, I i don't know what more to say about that it i just realized that it is this desperate need to just be loved because too often these these amazing people are are shunned or they are told that their very being is wrong, wrong and is a sin and 
uh, yeah, and I don't blame I don't blame them. I do not blame them for wondering sometimes if death is easier. I don't blame them for that, but I have learned that they are so needed. And so if there's any of you out there that that are in that boat, please know that that's not the answer. We need you here. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say a second ago because that was beautiful. Um, I'll echo that, that we definitely, you are loved. We see you. Um, we hear you. And we we will always have a place for you at our table. Tonight, this um, podcast has been a little bit, it's been a little bit hard to talk about. It's been a little bit deeper, heavier, but it was time. We were planning on it, feeling a little bit heavier. So um, forgive us, but we have, you know, we've, we told you we were going to share all of it. The good, the bad, the ugly, the raw, the truths, our hearts. And we definitely did that tonight. <laughs> and yeah, Brandy texted me earlier today and she's like, how are, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I'm like, physically, I'm just drained. Emotionally, I'm just drained. This weekend was really tough. And even though I didn't listen or um, watch really any of it, I, I heard and read enough and it caused some well, intense pain. I came home and I did, I did attend and I was, I was upset. Well, I, yeah, I... I have always and will always continue to say that she's a stronger person than I am because <laughs> I just, I couldn't do it. And she... You could. You can do it. But that's not what this is about. <laughs> I don't know if I'm in a place that I actually could. Um, Maybe not right now. That's fine. Sure. That's, yeah, that's not what I was meaning, is I think that you are a strong person. But I wasn't expecting you to sit through conference. That's right. not what I meant at all. <laughs> right. It was it was interesting. It was it's a new way of trying to figure this all out and you know, we've always had the tradition of of watching and we didn't this year, at least not together. Um and and I imagine that was pretty hard. But um we're just taking this one day at a time, one step at a time trying to figure this all out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say there was a talk given that was beautiful that really shined the light on mental illness tonight. Definitely has, we've talked about that a little bit um, in a roundabout way, but she did a fantastic job. It was beautiful. And she came from a place of heartache herself. And I was so grateful that she shared that so vulnerable, um, that part of her and, so I wanted to put a positive plug for for some of conference. Um, yeah, tonight's been the it's been good. I'm glad we were able to talk and share some of these things with you guys. There wasn't um, a lot of back and forth, fun, <laughs> silly, but it's what you get. Yeah, that's what you get. I think that's it tonight. We are going to um, end. We will talk to you next week. Email us with any comments or um, topics 
or even concerns that you might have or things that you would like to bring up. Um, and thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you later. Bye, guys. I was made for loving you Even though we may be hopeless hearts just passing through Every bone screaming, I don't know